let's just take a, um, a few minutes to pause after all this uh, orientation, just to start off before I give a talk. Just to feel the resonance, the echoes from uh, all our traveling, orientating, arriving. Just giving ourselves a few minutes to be with how we are, however that is, in a kindly way. Just not bullying ourselves. If there's residue and echoes from where we've been, memories, concerns, then if that arises, okay, we can let them be, receive them. Any anxieties about what's to come. in a kindly, interested way, letting them be, especially receiving this body that's made its way here. Just for a few minutes being with how we actually feel, tired or stressed or excited or dull, however.
Tanisara and I. My name is Kitty Saro. This is Tanisara. We're honored to be invited uh, to this uh, extraordinary Dharma Center sanctuary, a place consecrated, dedicated to the welfare, the welfaring, the wellness of all beings, a place where people can come and have permission like yourselves, like us, have permission to take stock, recollect, reflect on what we've created, what we've set in motion, how we are in body and mind. Because as we all know, so some of what we've set in motion in our minds, in our bodies, in our families, in our communities, in our countries, in our world, some of what is set in motion is very twisted, very unconscious, very fragmented and fragmenting. Very destructive. So to have the opportunity and the place to, to stop, recollect, and inquire what's going on here, that's auspicious. It's praiseworthy. It's the first night of the retreat, but I think we do deserve congratulations that we even made it. It's not... I don't know about you, but oftentimes when we want to do something good, there's all kind of things that can come up to obstruct us. All sorts of emergencies or other things that can knock us aside. Or that seem more important. And there are important things out in the world to do. But all of our words, all of our thoughts, all of our words, all of our deeds come out of this mind. And though it doesn't look like much, when we have the opportunity to listen inwardly at the source of our creations, the source of what we think and say and do, then there's the opportunity to recognize that which is harmful, and through skill, through patience, through inquiry, little by little, let that go. Let that be transmuted into understanding. We then have the opportunity to bring forth and cultivate that which is skillful. So we're delighted to be here. It's such a beautiful and well-run center. 
It's my uh, first time visiting. Uh, Tanisra has been here before, but we've never taught here before. And I think half of you, this is your first time here. So I encourage you to be patient. Uh, it's always, can, it can be unsettling when you're not used to a place. We can get lost. Let that also be part of our contemplation. As we have left the familiar, find ourselves in the unfamiliar. I burst through a door today thinking I had gone into my room and I had gone into somebody else's room. <laughs> Calling for Tanisra. And uh, another lovely female face appeared. And I found profuse apologies coming up, but uh, I was lost. This retreat is called Wings of Awakening. It's a term, a translation of a term that the Buddha used frequently, bodhipakya. Bodhi means awakening, pakya means a wing, that which carries. The Buddha had a whole list of things which carry us, which are important qualities, which carry us to our true home, carry us home. We are home, we are where we are, but we don't always know where we are because we tend to get lost in all sorts of thoughts and worries, compulsions. The particular bodhipakya dhammas, the wings of awakening that we're reflecting on in this retreat are called the indriyas. Spiritual faculties will be in the course of this uh, five days together touching into them. We can spend a lifetime or many lifetimes reflecting and cultivating these qualities and they become stronger. As they become stronger, they become powers or strengths in our lives. The Buddha taught, he said, just as the Ganges River flows to the east, It slopes to the east. The Ganges River inclines to the east. That's how it moves. That's where it goes. In the same way, he said, when, when we develop, when we cultivate these faculties which become powers, he said they flow to Nibbana. They slope to Nibbana. They incline to Nibbana. This word Nibbana to being liberated from that which entangles us, that which blinds us, that which keeps us from knowing our true nature. Just tonight, because everyone has traveled and has had all sorts of exertion to get here and orientation to become familiar. I'll just touch on them tonight. 
but we in the in the chanting handout on the last page you'll find that you can later look at uh, we have a brief overview of the of these indriyas there sadha faith or trust or or that faculty of conviction trust trust is a good word faith is is a good word but it's been so associated with blindly believing in something but one of these the fundamental first faculty that's the beginning of this inclining to freedom is is learning to trust or just inquiring what we trust we might not know it but what all of us wouldn't be here if we didn't have a certain faculty of trust if we didn't trust that there was some potentiality within us to become more wise if we didn't trust if we thought that we were just our anxiety and that's that that's the way i am boom if we didn't trust that there's some way of growing through freeing ourselves from anxiety from pettiness from small-heartedness from confusion we didn't have some trust that it's possible to cultivate or become more wise more clear more compassionate more peaceful i don't i suspect we wouldn't be in a place like this that's already the faculty of sat what the buddha called sadha operating from that comes effort and energy already the energy to get here and, and it was substantial on many of our parts to get here we live on a mountain in africa and there's some snow but i tell you what i have <laughs> i thought i was ready I'll bring some warm clothes i live on a mountain in africa we get snow wow yeah i had all my coats on and i was still shivering I thought this is real snow. <laughs> so there's some effort that comes out of our trust and and what will uh, our, what we we all have a lot of trust that's not so skillful too. Sometimes we believe in our worries, believe in our doubts and get all tangled up. So in these indriyas we're learning how to cultivate a skillful trust and as this retreat goes on we're we'll be looking at what's called the refuge going a lot into the refuge a teaching the buddha gave right from the beginning of his teaching career after his enlightenment what is worthy of trust what he called the triple jewel the three most precious things in the universe buddha dhamma sangha buddha the awakened one and at first we might not know whether someone's a buddha or not i mean but all of us i suppose trust that there is such a thing as becoming more awake or becoming less awake we'll contemplate in this retreat uh, some of the qualities of an awakened one all these refuges have an external faculty external manifestation buddha is the awakened one the teacher dhamma is what comes forth from an awakened mind is teachings which will contemplate teachings for example on mindfulness on how this quality that's one of the faculties that carries us to awakening this quality of connecting with where we are
where our body is, aware of our body, that we're sitting. It's one Dhamma. Buddha, awakened one, the teacher, Dhamma, the teachings. Sangha, our spiritual friends, living, breathing beings that are aligning their lives with true principle, with these spiritual faculties. But very profoundly, each of these refuges has an internal manifestation, an immediate one, a measureless one. External Buddha is always, and his teachings are always pointing us to find the real Buddha, the timeless Buddha, that which is listening right now, that which knows the sound of my voice, that which knows that we're tired or anxious or relieved to have finally made it here. Refuge, meaning can we learn to make that a a central place? This one that knows is observing the internal measureless Dhamma, the way things are unfolding, the sound of the wind, the ache in our knee is also teaching us about the, the Dhamma, the way of things. And the internal Sangha is externally we befriend wholesome beings when we have that opportunity. We'll be looking at the power of that. But internally we can befriend on this retreat skillful Dhammas, this Dhamma of mindfulness. Using the forms here, the noble silence, I encourage us to, to see this as a friend. Sometimes silence can be intimidating and it can highlight our sense of feeling disconnected. A dear friend of ours, another teacher who passed away a few years back, Godwin Samararatana, wonderful lay teacher, he said, the word silent can be rearranged to listen. Silence gives us permission to listen. So essentially, faith in this path helps us have the energy to listen, to align ourselves with this refuge of Buddha, being aware, and to practice. So energy comes from that. Third faculty is mindfulness, being mindful of what we do. There'll be sitting meditation, walking meditation. Everything that we're doing is an opportunity to practice. And these jobs that we all have, I I encourage us not just to see that as, oh gosh, well, we have to do it, but then I want to get back to the real stuff. That in 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 our work, in our bell ringing, in our washing up or whatever we're doing. Very important. Because sometimes when I, when I said the Ganges flows to the sea, okay, it flows east. And in the same way, these faculties flow to Nibbana. Sometimes we get the mistaken notion that Nibbana is out there. I've got to get there. I'm sorry, I would like to chop vegetables, but I really have an appointment. 
I got to climb the Bonner Mountain. A very important principle that the Buddha taught that I would like to start with, yes, we're making efforts. Vigorous efforts are one of the spiritual faculties. But that effort doesn't mean we're making the effort to get somewhere else. More and more we're making the effort to more fully be where we are and where we've always been, here and now. A famous teaching of the Buddha from the Mula Sutta in the Anguttara Nikaya was Panyuttarasa Betama, Vimuttisarasa Betama, Amatogadasa Betama, Nibbana Pariyosanasa Betama. And he says, wisdom will overcome every circumstance, every condition. And this next line, Vimuttisarasa Betama. Sabetama means whatever the situation is. Sabe means every, all, Dhamma, every circumstance. Vimutti. Sara. Sara means essence. The essence of that moment, whether, whether you're freaked out, whether we're exhausted, whether we just sense, oh, it's hopeless, that the essence of that very condition is vimuti. Vimuti is the word for free, unrestricted. If we have the sense, one of the great curses of our views and opinions is the idea that we're going to get there. That's what samsari is, because the more we try to get there, the more we deny the fact that, that we are sitting and standing and walking on sacred ground right here, wherever we are. That's why the listening is so important. That's why the encouraging ourselves, being very patient, with all these habits of thinking we've got to get to the next thing, or being really worried if we're not feeling good. Not feeling good also, we muttisarasebedama, encouraging us to be kind and, and receive not feeling good. Listen into that. Listen into the body, the, the thought. The Buddha taught in another discourse that our mind is luminous. Our nature is luminous. But we don't see it when we get confused by what passes through the mind. So what's passing through the mind? Right now, the sense of starting Wings of Awakening Retreat with Kitty Sorrow and Tanisra, that's visiting our mind now. It's manifesting. We think we're going through life. Actually, this circumstance is manifest in the, line, in, the, in the heart. They move through the heart. Where was the orientation talk? That arose in the heart and then dissolved. Now it's the opening Dhamma talk. When we don't understand what moves through the heart, we then can lose touch with the original brightness. It's another term the Buddha used, the original brightness, the essence of consciousness. Because we get hijacked by thoughts and worries and what we like and what we don't like. So encouraging us to be very patient 
and with the schedule. Please don't be intimidated by the schedule. There's some of us here who've never done a retreat before, and you look at that and you think, oh my goodness, what have I signed up for? That's impossible. And then other, other experienced yogis look at that retreat and I said, I thought these guys had a monastic pass, man. <laughs> I thought these guys were serious. They got a two-hour break at lunchtime. <sighs> For some, the schedule's too easy. For some, the schedule's impossible. The schedule is just a framework. Please, we all have different... The last faculty's wisdom. We use our wisdom. And there'll, there'll, there'll be times when it's too much and you'll sense I need to rest. But get to listen into yourself. Oh, I'm useless, I'm hopeless, look at them. They're going to get lightened so much faster than me. They're just sitting there like a rock. I'm impossible. Or notice if your mind's going, yeah, look at these turkeys out there. Who's really serious? Boy, Kitty saw after all those years. He's twitching quite a bit. Yeah. Whatever our mind's doing, listen into that. Get a sense for how the mind. Learn to see what moves through the heart and helps us lose touch with the original brightness, this suchness, which is the essence of all conditions. So if one needs to rest or not, don't, don't worry. I encourage you, though, try to at least keep contact with the morning instruction and the evening talk, just so at least there's some sense of the framework that we're doing. But otherwise, we, we trust you. We have to find our way. We all can't be in the same gear. The noble silence is something we share, so please don't grab other people because we're giving everybody permission to listen inwardly and not have to be this or that personality for this time. And if you're going through something difficult, there are you can contact a manager or they can make arrangements for we, uh, Tanis or myself to talk to you. So that's all right. So the noble silence is really helpful. The using to the best you can your, your, your work periods for practice. If you need to rest in the schedule, that's all right, but try to get to the, uh, or at least be able to listen to the morning instruction and the evening talk. And listen and enjoy the journey. Even if it's tiring, even if it's frustrating, even if it's peaceful. And then little by little we can our sadha, our trust in, in Buddha or inner listening is another word for it. Kuan Yin is another word for this refuge. Kuan Yin means the one who listens, that measureless principle of awareness. We can cultivate that and deepen that so it becomes a power in our life. And rather than being so identified with and trapped by worry, when our center of gravity is in the knowing, the listening, then worry becomes something that's a visitor and we can, hmm, 
Note it. Reflect on it. Feel it. Not be so overwhelmed by it. Our trust can deepen. Our virya, our effort, can become more tuned. Our mindfulness can little be little by little be established so we are rooted, grounded, connected to where we are. And when we burst into the wrong place, well, we humbly accept, oh, I got a little dislocated there. And we begin again. And that little by little gives rise to samadhi, what the Buddha called centeredness, unification, being established here. And everything starts to become unified. And when the mind is more gathered, then its nature is to see things as they are. The last faculty, wisdom, we become then liberated from misunderstandings about our worries, our thoughts. We begin to see that the nature of sound and sight and feeling is coming and going, coming and going coming and going. And the idea that we're going to grab hold and keep happiness, keep some situations, becomes so obviously a recipe for fever, a recipe for frustration. We then start to let go. Let things come and go. And more feel the relief of resting in our measureless ground, our own home, which everything arises and ceases back into what you could call. You can call it what you like. It's just a name. The Buddha said you can call it the truth. You can call it the deathless, that which never dies. You can call it the original brightness. We don't have to argue about what you call it. But we have the opportunity to taste it. Recognize it merge into it. And this freedom is at the heart of all conditions and the Buddha went on to say, amatogadasabedama. Every thing, every separate thing merges in this deathlessness. Nibbana pariyosanasabedama. Every, the sense of separateness ends and merges into what's called Nibban, the cooling of fire. begin this auspicious journey together. It is our tradition to do some blessing chants from our monastic tradition that go back to the time of the Buddha. And so uh, Tanisra will tell us a little bit about that. Maybe just take a moment or two to stretch and then we can do the chants and then sit for a while before we finish uh, for, t- for this evening.
So I'd also like to welcome everyone to this retreat and to encourage us all, whether we're experienced practitioners or beginners, or think of ourselves as beginners, that all of us uh, enter each moment freshly. So whether we, whatever view we have about our experience of practice or our newness, that in every moment we're all beginning again, we're all starting again freshly. So to enter into the retreat experience with this beginning mind, this openness, uh, allowing the Dharma to unfold as it will, um, and to help uh, support our journey, as Kitty Sara said, we'll uh, offer these parita chanting. This parita, meaning blessing or protection chants, were something that the Buddha taught as he traveled around from village to village, as something that his disciples could do um, to help uh, strengthen the sense of blessing energy, what was called punya or blessing wholesome energy. So as we do these chants to just really focus on the sound and allowing your minds to settle and to gently just disengaging from what we've left from our home lives, uh, just allowing that to, to settle, letting the world be as it is for, for our retreat. It will still be there when we leave the retreat. So using the sound of these ancient chants that have gone you know, through two and a half thousand years or so through time and space, using these words of the Buddha to just allowing that sound to, to encourage you to just let go, to enter this retreat space. And in the chanting, we're creating a boundary. We're designating this as a sacred space together for this work, this inner work. These chants are, the initial chant is calling on all the, the devas, the angelic beings, calling on all the earth spirits, all the forces of goodness in the world to come and bear witness to our journey, to our efforts to awaken. And then the recitations draw on classical teachings of the Buddha, the, the Metta Sutta, the qualities of the Triple Jewel, and the recitation of the victories of the Buddha, the Buddha using skillful qualities to overcome obstruction. So. That's some of the, in brief, some of the meaning of the chants. But as I said, I encourage you just to listen to the sound and use it as a way of designating your entry into the retreat. Uh, the, 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 um, the setting of the boundary for the retreat. Chantalike 
te jahangam me Dharuana kahne ke hawatumi ke te Humma jayantu dewa jalatalawe sammeyaka kandabanaka Tita sandikeya mune wara wachanang saru mesunantu Putatasna kalo ayam badanta Tamaswana kalo ayam badanta Sangha Pairupasana Kalo Hayambadanta Namo Itatsa Bhagavato Yatitang chatali polisayakaniyat 
kapuri sapu gala e sapaka vato asawa kasanko ahunayo apahunayo dakinayo anchali kalaniyo Kusalena yang dangsan padana pisamecha sako hujua jasu hujua jasu vajo chasamatu anati mangni santo sako jasu palo Samajale kinjiena wenyu pakle ho pakwateyo sukinoa kemeno hondu sabe sata pawantu sukita taye ke chipana boda tita sawa tawala anapase sadikawa ye mahantawa manjima plasaka Hanukato la di tao ye cha di ta ye cha ture wasanti akiture bota wasambawe si wasame sata pawan tu sukita ta na palo apalang ni pupe tunatiman ye takata chinang kinchi payalo sunapati Nyamanya zadu kami chayama tayatani yang bota ayasahe kabota manurake wangde samba bote sumana samba apali manang metan chasamba loa kasaming mana samba waye apali manang udang Jawala 
อภิมาตเบตังตวาติชากรรมสมีวสุตารุนันเมตังบเสกาวิตินาจิตวามุนินโตทันเทจุสาปวัตุเทจายมังกลานิโยคีตกากรรมติหัตสุตารุนันตังตวันทิโยจันปตังบุลิมาลวันตังอิติปิสังคตมโนจิตวามุนินตันเตจสัมบวตุเตจายมังกลานิกตวานกาตมุตรอิภุกัปปินียาจินชายตุตวัจนังจันนกายมาเจสันเทนโสมาวิตินจิตวามุนินตตันเตจสัมบวตุเตจายมังกลานิสัตจังเวยมาติสาจักรวาตเกตุงวาตาปิโรปิตมนังอติยันตปุตปัญญาปฏิยปัจจบิโตจิตวามุนินโดตันเทจสัมบวตุเตจายมังลานินันโดปนันดาปุจกาวิปุตังมหิติพุตเตนเทระปุจเกนตมาปยันโตปเดสวิตินาจิตวามุนินโตทันเทจสาบาวตุเตจยมังบาลานิตุกาหเดติปุจเกนสุตตาหัตังพระมังวิสุติจุติมิติปกาปิตานญาณกเตนาวิตินาจิตวามุนินโตทันเทจสาบาวตุเตจยมังบาลานิเยตาปิปุตจายมังกลาตกาทายโยวาจินโนติมาติเนสัลเตมัตันทิหิตวานเนกวิปิตานิจุปาดวานิโมขังสุขังปฏิกรรมยานโลสัพพังโยบาวตุสัมมังกลานรักทันตุสัพเดวตาสัมปปุตานุปาเวนัสตาสุทิปวันตุเตบาวตุสัมบมังกลานรักทันตุสัพเดวตาสัมปตัมมานุปาเวนัสตาสุทิปวันตุเตบาวตุสัมบมังกลานรักทันตุสัพเดวตาสัมปสัมขานุภาวเวนัสตาสุทิภาวันทุเทท Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/donate.